Hello everybody, this is Edgar Eddie Fernandez. Welcome to the podcast and video of the Experiential Knowledge Solutions uh, episode. So today something that I want to talk to you about it is about the uh, something that is very important uh, to achieve or, or to implement actually um, a better solutions for the CGMPs and safety compliance and management. So I titled this uh, this video and podcast is the future of transformation in the CGMPs and safety compliance and management. I think it's very important the transformation part. And on this uh, episode, we're going to analyze what is the uh, if we overuse this word transformation, yes or not, and what really and what really does it mean. So what is transformation? Or let me uh, give you an, a brief of the transformation of the CGMPs and safety and how can we tackle actually a different situations in a, in a, with a different thinking. And actually we start with the, and so now organizations, they need to be ready to tear themselves away from any conventional thinking to tackle, for example, the top 10 citations from the FDA, the, uh, previous videos uh, saying that the top citations haven't changed in the last 10 years, and the same for the recordable incidents and the top, safe, top 10 safety violations haven't changed the same in the 15 years. So it's a technical problem. I don't consider that. My answer is no. It's a human approach problem. Um, yes. So we need to start really thinking in a different way how we're going to tackle these the human aspects in order to reduce uh, citations and safety violations. So uh, let me give you an, a common scenario that they have seen I have seen in the industry for many years. So you have people in any kind of industry pharmaceutical, food industry, medical device, when the FDA applies. And for the safety aspects, any type of industry, doesn't matter. And you have people from uh, 10 to 25 years of experience working at your organization. For sure you have, you're a big company. For sure you have, um, yeah, at least people they have, they have been in your organization for 10 to 15 years or even more. 25 years or 40 years and all of them they have been exposed um, to audits from the FDA at least twice at least as a minimum and obviously uh, for the safety side you um, some of your um, uh, workers that have been part of the uh, John Helen Safety Committee, um, they know better than anybody else the current state of the work of their workstations, and they have ideas and uh, and solutions how to, um, I would say, um, reduce incidents or how to make the jobs better at, at that specific location of of your uh, manufacturing facility, or. Um, uh, your warehouse or your um, on any type of, or any other operation in your organization. So the question here is why we do have the same citations every FDA audit cycle or how we are experiencing much injuries 
each year? That's the question. And that's the, uh, that's the transformation. It's taking part of this. It's really tear downs, tear themselves away or ourselves away from the conventional thinking to, to tackle or to find a solution in any kind of, uh, uh, of in any kind of aspect of your, or your organization, sorry. So uh, let me ask you another question. Is the transformation is overrated? The word of transformation is overrated. Um, I think it is, to be honest with you, um, because we use, uh, so we, we have heard in the last two or three years, digital transformation, cultural transformation, organizational transformation, etc., etc. So we use transformation for technology, for cultural transformation, for organizational transformation, etc., etc. And but really, first we know what is transformation means. Seconds, we do know what do we do we know what is the, the steps that we need to follow in order to have transformation in our organization third are we applying the same type of thinking on the transformation process to achieve certain results that's the questions here so that's the reason why my answer is yeah the word of transformation is overrated absolutely there is no doubt about it so the um yeah, so the meaning of this word is to, yeah, actually encourage to, it's, it's, it's um, the transformation actually, it's encouraging people or organizations to perform and generate solutions. And that's the only way that your organization is gonna, uh, is gonna adapt quickly to the new challenges that the market or the environment outside is, dem is demanding. So actually, transformation is going to allow you to find a fit solutions to solve certain problems or to find certain solutions. For example, like I said, um, so if we have the top 10 citations from the FDA every, every year, every year, every year, pretty much the root causes are the same. So the problem is technical uh, aspect? Absolutely not. Is human aspect? Absolutely yes. So it's how we are implementing those changes every every time that we have a citation and we don't have the result. So that's the that's the main goal of this podcast is the transformation world, how we need to transform our companies. Actually, I have seven steps here uh, um, that I'm proposing to you guys in order to have our start to transformation in your organization, like I said, to achieve results such as decreasing incidents, decreasing injuries, um, stop people getting injured, um, stop getting citations from the FDA, stop getting uh, or, or, or get the minimal non-conformance scenarios identify during an ISO audit, for example, that is really the main goal of transformation. And obviously to, uh, you know, in innovation. Innovation is not, is not technology. Innovation is, like I said, 
the ways that we gonna find solutions the way that the company in specific or your business it's uh, it's so it's it's providing solutions to to others in other words it's defining the culture and i believe it that having these steps in your in your business or organization really really is the basics that we need to start in order to excel in other in other aspects or in other type in other aspects of your organizations to comply for example so let me start so how we start well, how we start to start a meaningful and real transformation that's the real key but you're capable you have obviously the budget right uh, many organizations and businesses right now they are uh, they designate a full-time ctro or a chief transformation officer and this person actually it's in charge of leading planning and executing and measuring the transformation strategy so we need to have a strategy in order to uh, start doing the transformation that's the first step the second step is transform the old behaviors by developing soft skills into your organization that is very important um why because normally uh, now especially right now um we are um, companies actually um, organizations and businesses they are looking for people who have cert certain uh, specific or certain and specific uh, soft skills however if we see inside of the company those specific uh, specific uh, soft skills that we are looking for people outside we don't have any inside and that's the reason why we have people sometimes they don't last in organizations because they don't match it's like a relationship you, you need to match right so i'm looking for certain soft skills i need to know first what those soft skills are and obviously i need to have those soft skills implemented and teach and taught to my employees or workers in order to make that type of transformation so it's essential to develop a le uh, uh, leaders at all levels um, to um, first to teach them soft skills such as problem solving critical thinking emotional intelligence uh, service oriented uh, skills cognitive uh, thinking to mention a few of them so we need to teach them uh, for, uh, to the leaders that we're gonna choose or we're gonna use to make the transformation when i say leaders i'm not referring uh, on all only to top management it's leaders on the floor so you need in order to be successful now with your uh, CGMPs and safety management system or including quality management systems um, before actually or you have it right now well you need to do it in, in, in parallel but it's building the basics pretty much is going to be your base uh, it's like a, a home right and uh, you're going to start building your culture so you can as a as a compliance officer or as a chief transformation officer you cannot do it by yourself or the ceo so you need people obviously in the normal way to do it it's you you transfer some of the responsibility or much of the responsibility to managers and supervisors but really it's not that the case you need to use workers and employees to do the transformation as well 
And it's when you need at all levels to ch to start changing the behaviors. That's the mean that calls base behavior. Base behavior is changing these 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 uh, this is implementing these skills in your organization. How you want to solve problems, the way that you want to solve them, the way that you people want, uh, need to think in this or in, in your specific organization. So you are defining the culture. So that's one. That's the really the exciting thing of transformation. So that's the second step. Um, the third step, actually. Um, so no, before that, let, let me give you an example, uh, a case. For example, on the FDA citation. Um, so you have the one of the top citation is making manual changes by hand, and those changes are not reflected on the master document. Well. One of the top priorities, or one of the priorities um, for uh, these leaders of transformation, should be to eliminate that behavior that is a lack of data on master documents or making manual changes on 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 master batch records on the go, and nobody knows. And then suddenly, when the auditor review master batch records and they and against the uh, the the, um, the 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 master document. Um, doesn't match, so that's a behavior. That's a behavior that is not a technical. It's not a technical problem because everybody knows that it's not allowed to do that. But why we do it? That's a human aspect that we need to tackle. And uh, when you have actually leaders on the floor uh, using the workers, so you can start changing that behavior by. Uh, by not implementing those changes, how we're gonna do it? That's exactly that's the, that's the question. So work people you're gonna use at all levels. They're gonna give you the solution automatically because they are participating on the project. They believe that they are, they are, uh, their 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 ideas uh, and contributions are are important as well. So that's the way you have to do it. So how to how do you expect to do it? It's very it's very easy. Well, it's very it's by communicating the new behavior and coaching the the, the, the peers, and to make sure that the, it has been understood. Also, also management uh, shall track this effort through a critical performance indicator or a key performance indicator. The number three is building leaders, experts everywhere. Well, I. I explained myself on the last and the second step. So now you need to build uh, leaders everywhere. Something that also that I forgot to mention on all behaviors, or those behaviors they need to transfer as well to the top management. That is not that about it. So this behavior is going to be from the top to the bottom. So when you build leaders actually everywhere, you're gonna you're gonna have more ideas um, to solve or to eliminate those uh, citations or to reduce uh, injuries uh, um, your hazard assessments are going to be way better more quality more information some you're going to identify scenarios that you haven't identified before and that's the reason why you build those leaders once you have those for example hazard assessments so now the action items they can start implementing and those action items they should be identify the type of behavior that we need to that we need to change so that's very important the number four it's define what experts and leaders do every day this is critical so 
how we knew how we do that. So we need to define the activities and behaviors to perform day by day on in our daily activities. Like I said, from the top to the bottom, from the CEO to or from the manufacturing director to the operator on the floor. So how we do it? Because normally that we do it is to so, for example, if I go and talk to the manufacturing or to uh, any type of position, a manufacturing director, and I say I have a project for continuous improvement, I need people um, every uh, twice a week for uh, three hours each session, and then uh, that's the way that we want to uh, um, achieve uh, this um, um, identification of uh, hazard of of uh, hazard uh, scenarios that they can cause or can lead to injuries. And that, that's the problem because now you are cutting, uh, you are taking chunks, chunk of people in a chunk of time, right? And then uh, you, you take six hours every week or three hours or four hours every week and you take uh, four employees. So you are affecting actually production. And that's when the conflicts actually they started. So then we say, they say, okay, well, I cannot support that, uh, that initiative because now you are taking people from the production uh, operations and that is affecting me well the way to do it actually it's uh it's setting goals and you're gonna ask well we, that is a goal but really is not uh setting goals per month to assess the uh, to assess for example uh, potential uh, citation in your quality management system in the pharmaceutical industry or is something that you have identified workstation in your organization or your manufacturing facility so okay you have the the five critical workstations that you need really you need to do something in order to identify hazards right or you have stations that really uh you have you have had i don't know three four injuries uh, per year for example how you do that how you improve that that's a question but the answer is um actually you define activities and you start measuring those activities so let me give you a, an example i have it here actually um so so you start out okay for example you have most of the companies sometimes they do safety meetings in the morning so something that you're going to start doing is measuring that safety meeting you're going to make sure that that the goal of the safety meeting has is is rich every day so you can do it by mentioning punctuality what's going to be the topic of this um, of this safety meeting and would say for example is going to be identifying uh, 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 rich uh, critical points or rich points when you're um, when you're um, uh, when your workers when your workers they can um, i don't know reach uh, in running nips for example uh, cut uh, cut bite points etc something that they really you need a machine garden for example so you identify those points right and then you say okay so this is going to be the topic of the safety meeting um so tomorrow or in two days um tomorrow so please let um let me know how many uh, points you 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 found that there are critical that would really really we need to uh, assess and um so that's uh, and the next day that you 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 go back to start your safety meeting and he, and everybody needs to bring i don't know um not everybody so you start talking about 
the in running the uh, the in running nips the cut byte points uh, um, etc and then now that if you have you have a positive answers and somebody identify that so really really you reached your uh, your goal that's one uh, another for example another goal is in your safety meeting now you, you measure punctuality you define your goal and you make sure that all the attendants they are there so that's that's another one is attendance so because they can can be in punk, um, they cannot be on time but they are there all everybody is there but they can be on time and not everybody is there for example so that's one and actually um i was talking to uh, a, one, a, a top uh, management uh, a top manager in one of the organizations and for example this person is uh, measuring how many conversations uh, workers on the floor have um, a week you need to have at least one safety conversation it's every um, it, if everybody raises their hands uh, on friday morning that they have one uh, one safety conversation so the goal has been reached if somebody doesn't have any safety conversation the whole the goal hasn't reached so it has built trust and obviously people started reported more so in other words, this is not technical, the situation is behavioral. Now, what is the behavior? Is the trust on the safety program that is helping them to reduce injuries. That's the behavior that you need to implement or you want to implement. So in, uh, in define what experts and leaders do every day. Also, especially for top management, for manufacturing directors is micromanagement you don't need to micromanage everything so you need to allow other leaders that you design that you uh, determine i mean uh, assign or appointed uh, before to do the job that's the reason why you have, you build leaders and you uh, everywhere to start implementing the uh, to start making the transformation so now you define as a top manager manager what you're gonna do so you need to participate in inspections, for example, why you uh, a manufacturing director is participated in a, in daily inspections. That's the reason why you build your leaders, you build the people who's going to lead those inspections. They have all the knowledge how to perform an inspection. You develop your inspection sheet and go for it. And then obviously at the, at the end, they're going to report you the, the findings. And maybe you don't need, as a, as a manufacturing director, you don't need to be involved managers or maintenance they need to be involved production manager supervisor etc only the uh, they report to the to the manufacturing director that the goal has been reached you identify certain situations uh, that needs to be fixed to be in compliance or in order to uh, uh, prevent uh, injuries and that's the that, that's the, that the you find that you put in the work orders and those work orders they need to be closed is when you measure the effectiveness of the inspections so first you you, you realize you you perform your inspection yes so it's a it's a, it's a check mark yes positive and then the second one is the case if you need if a work order is necessary it was necessary that's another check mark and the another one is is that has been closed and it has been resolved so that's um, how you measure your um, I mean it's how you measure the activities of the of the people who needs to do inspections for example um, let's continue number 
fifth or number five is help um, experts to manage their time. And I have one extra this one actually with a with a I have a study case. Um, so it's not freezing time for them, like I said before. It's not taking people for three, four hours to participate in a safety or quality or compliance or any type of improvement program because that creates chaos and conflicts between departments. And that's the reason why many times transformation is not successful. So the things that you do to start managing or help experts to manage their time, so the people that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna use as a leaders, um, performing certain uh, certain projects, it's uh, it's define uh, goals, aspects, uh, how to execute the specific tasks, and um, let me use this example for. Um, if the organization wants to reduce injuries, assess hazards to predict the scenarios which can, can cause injuries, the organization should set more than, well, the organization shouldn't set more than three uh, objectives or goals. Because actually when, when organizations, they set goals, um, I would say, but we would say 10 goals and each one of those they have temp they you weighted uh ten percent each that is another problem um because you don't really you don't show um uh, the importance of each one of the goals so normally it's recommendable to set three no more than three goals and uh to start um or to help experts to manage the time so we will use this scenario this hypothetical scenario so the organization XYZ wants to reduce the uh, recordable in incident rate from 1.7 to 1.0. That's the main goal. So what we need to do. So now we need to, de to develop the activities to reach that goal. So first is according to that goal. So you set the activity, like I said. So identify the workstations or the critical workstations that had been in that when workers are getting injured. So so in other words, you want to you want to well, the first goal is to decrease the uh, recordable incident rate. The second, so identified workstations or locations or activities or tasks that are generating, or you are or you uh, according to your data to your reports, you have had a lot of um, uh, I would say injured injuries, or a lot of hazard reports or, or some near misses. So that's the way you start. The second activity is evaluate the current hazard assessment to determine if they are accurate according that we have on the workstation or the, or the specific workstations and or not. Uh, and that's the thing. So you need to assess the data. Number three is perform highs and bleeds. If you want to use lean manufacturing, you can use something different, simple hazard and risk assessments. Perform assemblies to, to those situations to determine if the current state helps to reduce injuries. I'm using this example in safety, but it's not different in quality. It's not different in other type of compliance either. Um, that's the same type of, uh, in general, activities or uh, a schematic that we need to use. And four is determine three possible solutions that will help the organizations to achieve the goal. So really it's not taking chunks, time, uh, 
times um, chunk of uh, chunks of, of time chunk of people to um, participate in a certain project actually you define the goal and then you def and then you generate on you on, in paper you develop the activities right you list the activities to achieve that goal and that's the way to help people or leaders that they're going to help you with transformation to manage their time measuring the progress so important measuring the progress kpis uh, or another type of indicators another type of measurement system that you want to apply doesn't matter so you need to measure the progress as a main goal so one of the things actually that i've been talking through this video to this video and podcast is organizations mainly they focus to measure goals big goals something that we consider uh, that is going to be an very impactful very uh, that is going to change actually the action of the, our works on the action of the company needs to go however we don't measure the basic things and that is another way to tackle this type of deficiencies um, so uh, really we need for example you need to reduce the citations or uh, every or, or the recordable incident rate that's something that everybody tracks and when you present to the top management or the board of directors and you as a safety vice president and then you say my error my recordable incident rate is 1.7 and everybody freaks out <laughs> everybody says oh, okay that is too high but really what's behind of that is something that we need to measure from the basic thing like i said effectiveness and inspection effectiveness or safety meetings effectiveness of daily morning meetings effectiveness of everything those basic things that you don't need to be complicated you need to measure that in each project of only in at each transformation project you need to measure something could be one indicator could be three two indicators or could be, could be three indicators no more than that but you need to measure that in order to determine if your behavior has been changed or not or you need to adjust and that's the real thing that's the real goal to measure a progress it's working yes or not what i need to adjust not the because and then now we have a problem not really no we need to dig down dig deep and uh, and see what where we can uh, improve um and then the last step actually it's uh is set incentives um when we set incentives it's financial or non-financial in other words it's monetary or non-monetary so that those ones are important as well believe it or not and uh, the non-monetary ones i'm going to focus on that they are really really important there are companies that they have a certain system there are systems for prices so you participate in certain project and it was successful they give you points and then when you accumulate certain amount of points you can get a wallet you can get a pen you can get anything really uh, some of the things and really that helps people morale the same obviously the financial stuff absolutely 
helps people as well and actually is going to impact the uh, performance appraisal as well right you participate in on those projects you get force uh, exceed expectation and then yeah you your salary can be increased i'm not saying it's gonna be because that depends of any or uh, at uh, each organization but really the organization needs to set those goals as well they needs to set those incentives because it's very important um Maybe you can say as an organization, oh, we don't, here we don't incept people because our workers and employees, they know what to do and they know what we expect from them. Uh, that is a certain point is true. But how, um, however, if you want to really uh, increase morale, uh, you need to set those, those goals. Uh, I understand perfectly that sometimes or many times you cannot do monetary incentives, but you can do some non-monetary incentives, systems that you can get for a certain amount of points. You can get a, a barbecue grill, for example, a wallet, like I said, um, uh, what other, um, something for your vehicle, um, those type of things that pens that in general. Believe me, some of these help, helps, helps a lot. Jackets, for example, right um, with the logo of the company a real a nice one why not and believe me helps a lot so transformation uh, i want to uh, actually uh, this is very uh, I, I like this and actually i read it from the um, one of the articles from mckenzie and company that the transformation is not for for everyone else it's it's for you I agree with that actually, because talking with this, this uh, with some people as well in the industry. So let me use it on the uh, on safety because this is very common in safety. We say that safety is the number one priority, or safety is the top priority. Many organizations they do that, but really, really, or in reality, we know that is not true. And let me tell you why it's not true to avoid misunderstandings. The goal of the company is to produce is to regenerate revenue that's the number one priority that's a reality and that is a fact now how you want to produce why want you or how you want how do you want to generate that revenue that is a different story and then now you frame the way that you're going to generate those revenues and safety absolutely needs to be that needs to be part of that frame so many companies that use safety is our choice yeah really it is and uh, why because the safety is num is our number one priority is causing more conflicts than benefits because that happens really really that's a fact However, let me give you an example. If somebody exercises the right to, to uh, uh, stop um, a, a line of production, they can do that. But however, how the organization is going to proceed to investigate the stoppage and give the solution, that's when he, uh, this, this behavior comes. But the first one is, Actually, the most important one is the employee or worker exercise the right and he doesn't or she doesn't have a fear to do that. That's the behavior that you want. It, so 
that's the frame that you are implementing or you are actually that's the behavior that you are you are implementing in your organization the number one priority is to make revenue for sure but it's but how so if your people or your workers and employees see something that is unsafe so they stop that's the right behavior to have so and that's when transformation can start it's the same for quality if they have if they have seen something that is not that is going to cause some type of um, challenges on the uh, CGMP compliance, well, they can stop it right there and advise the uh, experts and find the solutions. So at the end, is that the thing that you wanted to start um, decrease to start being successful on your FDA audits, to being successful on your uh, safety management programs and compliance? Really, you need to start tackling the basics. Uh, let me tell you something. The uh, new ISO 45001 and, um, and I think ISO, the, the ISO 9001, the last version 2015, um, they introduced something that is leadership uh, to uh, get more involvement from top, ma top management. Uh, really, it's, it's important they, 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 they include that and actually you need to start tracking that. The problem is on this on, on the standard steel is is not is not telling the or is not encouraging or focusing this transformation on this on the small things that really at the end there are the biggest things bigger than the recordable incident rate be below 1.0 bigger than no citation of the FDA and and be able to reproduce the batches every time for example. So those things actually um, is something that that um, we don't we don't we don't measure, right? So um, sorry, guys. So really, I mean, encourage companies actually and force companies to be honest with you to the top management participate more. But if you don't start measuring these basic things, changing behaviors on how you need to perceive certain situations, certain violations from the CGMPs, how to reduce these incidents, and start tracking those important things, um, I consider in my personal experience, and actually there are books that support that as personal experience, that we won't be successful. A uh, book that I recommend actually it's uh, the Human uh, Based Behavior Safety, Based Behavior Safety, uh, the Human Approach. Um, it's a good, good uh, um, book to read. You want to start really developing changes on um, people how to perceive safety. This book, this book has been for many years, but it's really for me it's one of the main books to to lead transformation, for example. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Hopefully uh, you, you enjoy this uh, video uh, and my YouTube channel actually is a PowerPoint presentation. 
um, and obviously the podcast is only my voice, um, but it's uh, also you can find the article on the LinkedIn and uh, my uh, my my profile is at www.linkedin.com slash in slash Edgar Middlerock Fernandez, and you can find that article as well there. And uh, see you next time. See you next week with another article. If you have interest to, if you have interest to find a, a topic that you want me to search more and make a podcast, don't hesitate. I can do it. Um, like I said, the experiential knowledge podcast, and it's not only for it's applying the knowledge for safety and quality, but also we can apply for other areas as well in order to help you to find solutions for your uh, for your challenges or to find solutions to expand or uh, or find new markets. Thank you very much, guys. Have an excellent day. Bye.